I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I am going to be your host this week. This is Lou Page. Uh, We are going to do a smaller episode because this week is a holiday and Bob could not join us. Um, We're not going to talk about Walking Dead this week. We are going to hold that off for next week uh, when Bob is here. But I am joined by Ryan. Say hi, Ryan. Hello. I have a confession to make. Is this a safe place? I need to make sure this is a safe place. It's a safe place, Ryan. It's a safe place. I've spent money on The Walking Dead No Man's Land. Shame on you, sir. Shame on you. Can can I... Like, this is the thing. As as someone who's been a gamer for a very long time, and free-to-play games sort of becoming this prevalent thing, and uh, I've really been enjoying No Man's Land. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the quick turn-based strategy get in get out grind some stuff a lot of grinding i'm at the point where i'm grinding a lot and they have these bundles i think it was the you know uh, welcome bundle that that everybody gets offered and it was 3.99 again not a, a big amount of money and i thought you know what if i look at the amount of time i played this game for how long sure I'll throw three ninety nine at it. I'll spend through whatever that is, and I think it was like an extra character slot, uh, instant refill of food, and uh, like four hundred gold or whatever. So yeah, I, I put money. In. I don't regret it. I just I thought it was interesting. Like I get to this point with free to play games where I'm like, I put a lot of time into it. I feel like I'm going to put more time into it. It's about time I invest something. I don't want to buy like the coin XP doubler for 24 hours. That's a that's a waste of money. But like just right. buying, just throwing some money at the developers. You know, I've been really enjoying their. I know we said we weren't going to talk about Walking Dead, but I've really been enjoying their weekly unlocks of episodes that you can go in and play uh, after the recent episode of The Walking Dead airs. I've been really liking that that addition. Um, so again, if you want to play No Man's Land, join the Zamp Guild. Just look for Zamp. Bob and I are playing. Uh, I don't think me telling Lou I spent money on it is going to convince him to play. But nope, not at all. I don't blame you, man. It's it's a t- it's a. I wouldn't call it a time sink, but it's certainly a distraction. There have been moments where uh, I'll be like trying to get a quick scavenge run in, and uh, you know, I hear out of the out of the corner of my ear like. Ryan, are you watching Caden? Caden, Caden now crawling everybody. So Caden's like made it halfway across the house, and I'm like, oh man, he's not getting into anything. He's just you know crawling away and being super cute right. and saying like, hi, I'm getting away, Daddy. I shake my fist at you. What? I shake my fist at him. <laughs> but anyways, that's all I got. I spent money on it. Well. I, I, you still have not convinced me. I will not be playing uh, any free-to-play Walking Dead game because my philosophy on I, 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 I don't mind the free-to-play model. Mm-hmm. Like I play Hearthstone all the time. Sure. And I have spent money on Hearthstone, but Hearthstone is not something that's going to go away in a year. You know, 
in, in a year's time, the Walking Dead game will be so, they'll have a new Walking Dead game out, or they will have moved on to something else, and the money I would have spent really didn't go anywhere. Well, I mean, in f- well, actually, in in this free to play game, when you spend your money, like that money, most of it is gone. Like the free supplies I got, the legendary equipment, the uh, the gold, that'll all be gone or spent or useless in a matter of time now mind you the extra character slot you get that could be that's a value there but uh i think no man's land has been around for quite a while not not as long and as prevalent as hearthstone has been but i definitely remember playing this game like a few years ago and or maybe not a few but like a year ago maybe i think i talked about it on this show i, just I think you remember. did too but i think it's gonna go away soon well, geez, man, don't uh, don't curse my uh, my new favorite gem right now. This is a, it, 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 you know what? It's it's the best thing about Walking Dead because it's the most cheerful Walking Dead portion. Because Glenn's still alive. Spoiler alert: he's like one Yay, of my favorite Glenn. characters. Oh, uh, anyways, well, yeah, I I, I don't want to convince you to play it because it's just a big time sink. It's yeah, it's probably not worth getting into. Well. Speaking of Walking Dead and mm-hmm. video games, I think we should get into the news. Yeah, I think let's we have some it. news in there. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. Telltale revealed this week that the new series for Walking Dead Season 3 is going to be called A New Frontier and released its, uh, gave it a release date. It will be out on December twentieth. Yeah, that's um that's interesting because they said this was supposed to be out in November, and uh, I'm kind of bummed. This is like December twentieth is such an odd date. They are, they want to get it out before Christmas. Yeah, that's what they they're hoping for Christmas sales. That's what they're hoping for. Yeah, but the disc copy is now until February. Now, now yeah, but look- who buys? But no, but see, here's the thing: they did that with um, what's it called? Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Batman in uh, a Walmart the other day, and I know for a fact that I think episode four either just came out this week or it comes out next week, and. You know that's not on the disc, so you have to download it anyway. So it really doesn't matter if you bought the disc. You only get episode one on those Telltale discs. Yeah, and that's so. It's so it's a it's so it's it it's it's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't it, matter. I honestly, but no, I just the only reason I bring it up is because of the comment that uh, it, it, the comment that you want Christmas sales, right? Now I know you're going to get some Christmas sales uh, through the digital store. But when they originally said November, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be a surprise release. But now it's coming out December 20th. And that's like, man, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be going near anything like zombie or video game related probably December 20th. Like that's like. Think about the Steam sale. While everybody's spending money on this, everybody's spending money on their Steam sale. They're going to go, oh, that's right. The new Walking Dead came out. I'll just spend the 25 bucks and get it. I, you're right. No, that's a good point because the Steam sale would start probably that day because that's a yep. 20th. That's a Tuesday. And that's still plenty of – okay, I could probably play that because for those listening, we actually have a plan to cover each episode as it comes out. We're going to we're gonna make a, 
a sincere effort to do so. And I, and I believe at this point, uh, The Walking Dead Prime will have uh, entered its hiatus, right? It enters yes. hiatus mid-December? Yes, I think so. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have this to talk about. But man, oh man, I just, I'm just reading the press release here. It better be better than... Uh, it better be, Michonne. better be better. Better be better. It better. That's a. There's a better way to say that, is there not? Uh, it should be better than the Michonne episodes were. Yeah, I don't know why I keep doubling up. Because those that. were garbage. Yeah, I was just seeing here like uh, PlayStation Four users can pre-order the digital version by visiting the product page in the digital store. As a special bonus, PS4 digital pre-orders also receive a complimentary copy of Walking Dead Season Two and Walking Dead Michonne. Of course they do, because they need to get re- they need to show some sales for Michonne, because I do not believe it sold well at all. That was such a bummer. I was so looking forward to that. I had hopes for it until I played that for the first five minutes of that that storyline, and I went, "Oh, yep, this is going nowhere." Mm, yeah. Well, it looks like we'll get our first uh, uh, extended look at the premiere episode December first uh, for the Game Awards, which is uh, next Thursday. Which is coming up quick. I, I, you know what? I this key art here looks pretty good. An older Clementine, some new characters. Yeah, I believe it's supposed to take place uh, like two years after the last game. I think. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Either two or four. One for some yeah, reason. Yeah, those are four. Four years. Okay, yeah, that's a solid uh, time frame. I'm looking forward to to seeing what they do and. I, I um I don't know have if you played the Batman one because I feel like I played. I the have. F- I played the first episode. It's free right now, and I think it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I've, I've played the. I've only played the first one because it was free. Actually, mm-hmm. I just Steam is doing a sale right now, and I picked it up. Oh, is it? Uh, the full, mm. So I picked it up this week. So I'm going to be playing some of that this week. But uh, they did a much. I think that that's where their storytelling was focused while the Michonne game was being made. I think they had all hands on deck for Batman. Because that first episode of Batman is just outright fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems... That Batman game seems like they're telling... Because that was the issue with The Walking Dead as well. Because you're like, they're just going to tell a comic book story. Whereas with Batman, I feel like they're they're mixing it up enough that they're either telling a comic book story I'm not aware of, or they're telling a, a completely unique story using. They're telling comic a completely u- they're telling a completely unique story doing the comic book characters. It's almost like they're reinventing the original animated series. Oh, that's so cool. Well, that's I, how it feels. I, I'm really hoping that Telltale is able to stick the landing with uh, not necessarily what they're calling season three, but they've actually subtitled it a new frontier and. You know, there's been some comments out there about how they're going to handle the endings of the second game, uh, but they will be pulling. They will have a tool available to pull in the saves from your first two titles, uh, and hopefully of course, ignore. They have to. They have to. Oh, they, yeah, they have to. But they've always had issues with that. You know, I remember. I've never had. I've never. I only had the issue with the Michonne game. <laughs> well, okay. I guess I said I have never had the issue, but I know a lot of people have stated they've had issues in the past with Telltale games, but. Um, I played Walking Dead Season 1 on Steam and then Walking Dead Season 2 on the Telltale, just the Telltale version, and it pulled the saves in fine. So, and even then, when it, if it doesn't pull the saves in, like, as long as it pulls the final save in, that's the biggest... That's the... Yeah. Yeah. Though just the ending, which was basically, like, a 
left or right. That's really the decision that matters. Oh, of course, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. We'll have to wait a little bit longer. But to be honest, we are overwhelmed with zombie content these days. So, uh, and, and according to our next headline, we may have more zombie content coming to TV soon. Oh, yeah. So if you've listened to us for a while, uh, a while back we covered a Australian show uh, movie called Wormwood Road of the Dead. And I believe we all quite enjoyed it. Well, well Wormwood announced on their Facebook, today, uh, Facebook page that since nobody's heard from them in a while... Uh, they wanted to let everybody know that they are currently working on pr- possibly producing a Wormwood TV series. Hmm, that sounds really cool. Uh, they're not sure it, 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 how whether where it's going to go or what's going on, but that's what their current project is at the moment. So the rumor is that we may be getting something, some more talk about it later in the year. So if you enjoyed Wormwood. Go to their Facebook page and give them some love and let them know that you're interested. Uh, hopefully, this is a project that will go through because that was kind of a highlight of zombie movies we've seen in the last few years. Yeah, and actually, these guys, uh, the Wormwood Facebook page, I think the Z Network or maybe Gabriel was or uh, Jonathan, th- that person was was commenting on our Facebook and, and bringing these folks in and they were actually commenting on one of our stories and we had mentioned them like hey Wormwood was one of our favorite zombie films I, I would even say in the recording of this show uh, in yes. the past years and, uh, and they were very happy about that and, and this is I think it would make a really good TV show. Uh, it definitely has a vibe where they could. They, there was something going on in the in the background of mm-hmm. that movie that would make for really good TV. I think. Well, even Z Nation, like you look at Z Nation and you look at what Wormwood was, you could do a Wormwood show that would exist and and possibly just replace Z Nation in the fact that it's just got Z a Nation better sucks. It, well, yeah, it's got a better story, got better you know setup of zombies. The accents really help. I, I, I will say I'm biased. Like if there's an accent there, that adds an extra layer of interest for me because that's different. You know, you don't just get to be a good TV show by uh, throwing zombies at the screen and, and having, you know, zombie babies. That doesn't work. No. But no. I would love this as a TV show. And they, they're also saying uh, along that note, like they have a new film that they're shooting uh, yep. or going to be shooting. And then it looks like they're going to be having trailers for both these projects the new movie sooner rather than than the other one but uh yeah man that's exciting i'm i'm excited about this but you know what i'm excited for ryan what are you excited about i'm excited to hear you talk about resident evil extinction okay let's do it um yeah resident evil extinction so continuing our little extra life uh funded resident evil movie stream watching uh i'm watching all the resident evil movies in exchange for some lovely folks that donated to my extra life campaign and uh Uh resident evil extinction i gotta say is it just me or the resident evil movies following the uh the odds are good the evens are crappy uh, if I remember correctly, that is kind of the theme of what happens with these movies. Mm-hmm. That um, I remember, I I have not been watching these along with you mostly <laughs> okay. because I just haven't had time. I don't blame you, man. Um, uh, but I probably will watch the next one. 
because it is one I have not seen. So I want to be able to definitely discuss it with you and have seen it. I have seen the first three. Yeah. And I remember I like the first one. Uh, it's not a it's not an amazing movie, but it, it accomplishes what it wanted to do with a low budget. And the acting is marginally decent. Uh, the special effects kind of lack, but it, it, you can forgive it for what it is. Mm. Um, the second one, I hated it from start to finish. <laughs> and the third, the third one, I um, the third one is kind of a letdown. I, I enjoyed the beginning. I hated the end. Yes. So uh, as I stated last time, we we or maybe two weeks ago, the second one. I really appreciated the first hour, 45 minutes or so, but yeah, it loses traction real quick uh, as as the giant plastic thing shows up, and and that's the, and that, I will say that's the issue with the third one as well. The first, I would say, hour and a half of that film, good three quarters of it are fantastic, but then yeah. as soon as like, uh, you know, Dudu likes Khaleesi uh, turns into the tyrant at the end, the big plastic thing, it, yeah. it becomes a terrible movie. You know, it's 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 a it's a it's not even like a creative B movie monster. It's just who can we use from the video games? I don't know. Pull in Tyrant, uh, the first guy. You know, that's kind of my my biggest weakness with um, these movies in general is they stray so far from the Resident Evil stuff that I'm okay with what they do because it's so drastically different. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's when they start borrowing stuff from the Resident Evil. stuff movies the games that i go this is stupid well it's the it's the clear definition of a shoehorn right where um this is the bad guy oh he got bit so he's going to use the 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 serum that makes sense but like why does he turn into uh, and he uses a lot of it so maybe that's why he turns into the tyrant but that aside it's the last 10 minutes it really doesn't matter in comparison to the whole film like yeah it doesn't stick the landing but in terms of a resident evil action romp it works and it was actually probably the first movie where i didn't mind alice's powers like just the way she was able to use her telekinesis right. to bend fire and and sort of just do her little flippy flips and her and her it, 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 it's a thing that the games totally don't do any of that i know before. that's the weirdest thing i think like and i can forgive it to an extent I, I just my opinion is the second movie is just such garbage mm-hmm. that like the second movie it literally it's like it's like it was like paint by numbers like oh yeah they're gonna go through a cemetery I guess we should have zombies come out of the grave but there's a skeletons coming out of the grave not zombies we did not establish that skeletons come back to life because that's stupid you know yeah, yeah no uh, the second one uh, you know it's just a really it's just an unfortunate follow-up, like a quick "let's make a sequel." The third one, they try to do something different. They, it, it seems they said it, it in the future. It feels like Mad Max at the beginning. Yeah, like, and this is the thing. Like, I think Resident Evil Extinction, they push the timeline so forward that they create this apocalypse, this literal apocalypse scenario where you do have that Mad Max before Mad Max, where it's the like convoy of trucks. Or Mad Max Fury Road. I've I've only seen Fury Road. I know, but uh, I shame know the, on you, Ryan. Shame I know on the you. other ones. I saw Wormwood. That should count for something. No, uh, it doesn't count. Shame oh, okay. on you, Ryan. Anyways, I I feel like the caravan is a really cool idea. Um, a lot of the characters, uh, 
from the second one that I didn't like end up having a much better role in the third film. Yep. Um, mainly Golden Gun Pimp Man. I can't remember his name. Even yep. though he, he hides a bite like a freaking amateur and then kills someone. <laughs> he ends yep. up biting um, Olivieria or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I dug it and I was really enjoying the film and uh, the ending wasn't that bad. There was actually a scene at the end before Tyrant is introduced where she runs across uh, the computer again and she's in this room and that room felt like the room from the GameCube Resident Evil remake where you fight Tyrant. It was the, you know, this big square room with uh, with some toppled shelves in the middle of it. And it felt very much like they were trying to build that room from the game. Um, But then, you know, I tuned out for the final fight. You know, like, for example, they go back to the mansion again because that's the training ground. And I was just like, guys, okay, let's just get this over with. Alice is going to win and there's going to be no consequences. And the end has the, the, the cheesy sort of like tune in next week. You know, I'm coming for you guys. Uh, because I'm pretty sure Afterlife takes place right after Extinction, and, sh- and it's all in Japan. Um, you answered my question, because my first question to you was going to be, okay, if we establish which is the next one you're going to, to watch, because I don't, after Extinction, I don't remember what they're, what they're called, uh, because they're, all their, all their subhe- subheadings are all really generic. So it's, it's uh, Resident Evil... Resident Evil, I already forgot. Apocalypse, Resident Evil Extinction, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, Resident Evil The Final Chapter. (laughs) Is anybody else surprised that they made six Resident Evil? Like, of all the video game franchises, to make six films. Well, the reason that they keep being made is they do not do that well here in the U.S. I think they make their money. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they're like box offer box office successes here in the U.S. Right. They're like, oh yeah, they make their money. But I think they sell really, they they do really well in the European market. Did you see what uh, Paul W. S. Anderson is looking to hope uh, tackle next from Capcom? No, he wants to do. He wants the next uh, movie um, cinematic universe that he creates to be <laughs> Monster Hunter. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. I, I was like, I played a couple of Monster Hunter games. I Like, I know there's a story there, guys, but, like, not not a story. I, I don't know. Whatever. I won't even finish that sentence because it'll just... I have not played enough of those games to make that comment. But still, like... So, yeah, next week, Resident Evil Afterlife. We'll all be back. We'll be watching Resident Evil Afterlife. Uh, I, I look forward to it because I have not seen anything past Extinction, and I barely remembered Extinction. And... It's. I don't know why I have not watched a Resident Evil movie since Extinction, having enjoyed Extinction enough to... I think that was a point in my life where I stopped going to the theaters. Uh, I, 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 I stopped going to the Resident Evil movies after I saw the, the second one in theaters and went, never mind. I'm just that trying to remember, to like, 2012 would have been... I would have been out of... Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyways, I would probably just was it twenty twelve? No, it was twenty ten. So I would have just graduated. That's probably why I didn't go see it. Cause eh, I, you don't need to justify it, Ryan. They're not good movies. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on so we can stop railing on Resident Evil because we're gonna we, do we, more we, of that later. 
yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, a movie I watched this week. Yeah, what did you watch? I watched uh, Night of the Living Dead. Okay, so this was something uh, some people on Facebook were talking about Night of the Living Dead. So it's we've talked about it on several occasions because it was actually filmed in the town I grew up in. So uh, a bunch of the outside portions were filmed in Portland, Maine. Right, and um, is this the Shaun of the Living Dead, but American? ditzy girl or sort of kind of i I, i'll give it a little bit of a dissection um my big overall thing is is the first 20 minutes or so of the movie are really kind of hard to watch it's very awkward social comment comedy for about the first 20 minutes and i got where they were going but i was kind of like eh it, it but as soon as your first zombie shows up the whole movie hits the ground running and gets way better after that. Huh. Interesting. Like, it, like the, the, the 20 minutes makes sense after you build up where it's going. Um, uh, I will say right now, a bunch of the outside shots are definitely from Portland, Maine. Uh, they make reference to Portland, Maine restaurants. Uh, they make reference to Portland, Maine coffee. Uh, they make reference to... I'm not sure if the guy who wrote it uh, spent a lot of time in Maine or is from Maine, but they certainly know a lot about Maine. Hmm. Um, so from that aspect, did you appreciate it a little bit more? I think that I may be a little biased. Um, it, it The movie definitely changes its directions two or three times, and I was actually really surprised with the two or three directions that it changed. Hmm. So... Um. Uh, overall, I, I would definitely give it a thumbs up. Uh, one of my favorite aspects is the very beginning of the movie. Where, uh, well, not the very beginning, but right after they see their first zombie, uh, uh, Deb, who is the main character, and the guy she's with, I can't think of his name at the moment, um, he, they're outside uh, arguing about whether or not they're going to take a car and go rescue somebody's family when they first see their first zombie and the place where they're filming it is literally two blocks from my mom's house. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Hey, I've parked in front of that house. I know where that is. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a, that's a really cool sort of bonus to watching a film. And was the zombie aspect of it was, was that enjoyable the way they handled I will say right now, um, uh, I, I will give anybody that is interested in seeing the movie tune out for about probably the next two minutes. I'm mm -hmm. going to give a rundown of some plot points. Let's um, do it. Uh, so if you don't want to know anything more about this movie, skip ahead about two minutes from now. Um, no, no uh, the zombies are interesting. They are created from a sewage treatment issue. Uh, the male main character, his father owns the sewer, uh, the water treatment plant, and there's something wrong with their sewage treatment plant, and there is a cover-up, and that's what's causing all the zombies. Oh. Is anybody that's been drinking the public water system has been turned into a zombie. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of one of those, like, uh, like, 
government conspiracy worries. Like, yes. This, is, um, this movie explains what we're doing, what's no, happening. And they, uh, the one thing I will say that uh, if you listen to me be on your other show where you talk politics and sleep with the elephant, you've heard me talk about our governor, Paul LePage. Uh, they keep making references for the governor. And at one point you meet the guy who's supposed to be the governor. Mm-hmm. And I was really bummed out because I was hoping they were going to get like a Paul LePage lookalike or someone that looked a lot like Paul LePage. And they don't. It's this little guy with a mustache. And I was like, oh, oh joke opportunity missed big time. That was, well, would that be satire or could he like sue? Seems like uh, the kind of guy I, I would think sue. Would, I, I think it would be satire. I think it would, yeah, I think they'd be able to get away with it, but I understand. But they do make a lot of references to the governor being corrupt and the governor being a jerk. And I was like, I was like, oh man, it's almost like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, if they lived long enough in Maine. They would know what they're talking yeah. about, right? And well, uh, the other thing that I will say that uh, there are some twists with the zombies in the movie as well that I did not see coming. And the movie itself is worth watching for uh, Ray Wise's performance as the father that runs the sewage treatment plant. Oh, the I rich forgot billionaire. he was in it. it. He is absolutely the best thing in the movie. Every scene he's in, he is just... He, he, he chews up every scene, and in every scene, even when you know he's being a bad guy, you're like, but it's very wise. Well, and he was so- the devil in Reaper, right? And, yes. And, and I, that's he, where and I was he, introduced to him. He is essentially that character in this movie. Oh, well, that's just, that's a winning endorsement right there. It, it, exactly, exactly. So is this so, season three of Reaper, is what you're saying? Yes. Perfect. All right, I'm all in. I can't wait. I'm going to so check it it's out. De- it's definitely worth uh, worth the watch. I wouldn't give it five stars, but it definitely gets... I'd give it three and a half, four stars. It's, it's worth watch. That's not bad. Four stars, three and a half? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I had fun with it. I did not think I was going to like it when I started it because of the awkward start. The awkward comedy in the beginning. Okay. But... But it, once you get through that part, and the main two characters and their love interests start, they start to bond. That's when the movie actually gets good. Okay, well, I, it sounds interesting. Now, you watch this on Netflix. Yes, it is on Netflix here in the U.S. and I think it might be in Netflix in Canada too. And what's it called? Life of Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. I was thinking I was mixing it up with Life After Beth. Night of the Living. Deb, sounds cool, man. Well, I'm glad you were able to check that out. Uh, we will. Uh, I will have to watch that. You know, you know who the the girl reminds me of. It reminds me. She reminds me of the chick that uh, is in. Uh, just her IMDb photo looks like the girl from uh, that Netflix series, Unbreakable Smith. Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Yeah, I at, at first for the first few seconds I was like, I think that's the same. No, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will check it out. Sounds cool. What else we got on the docket for tonight? Uh, we've got some uh, feedback, Brian. Why don't you share uh, share with us some feedback? It's true. We got some feedback. We said we weren't going to talk about The Walking Dead, but we are going to talk about thoughts on The Walking Dead, thanks to Zed Network. Uh, just timing in with the latest Walking Dead episode review. Personally, I don't have a problem with Negan. I think the reason Crazy Rick Grimes and the others fell in line with the Saviors is because they didn't want to get more of their loved ones killed. Rick Grimes and Daryl Dixon feel guilty for Glenn's death. 
Oh, spoilers. I am sure they want revenge, but they have to fall in line until they have a plan. I agree with Lou that I am sure a lot of people are just waiting for the right opportunity to kill Negan. However, looking back at history and all of the real-life dictators who managed to gather a following, I wouldn't say it is so far-fetched. I hate to pull from real life, but Jim Jones, Charles Manson, and Hitler are some examples. We need to remember that in the post-apocalyptic setting, some people would give up freedom in exchange for the safety of a roof over their head and a hot meal. In the case of Jim Jones, he managed to manipulate the horrible situations of the poor in order to believe his craziness. I know we are going off a lot of assumptions for and against how Negan gets to power, and I would choose to believe it isn't a big pill to swallow. What do you guys think? Lou, you said you had some thoughts on these thoughts, so share those thoughts. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I agree with uh, uh, Gabriel on this um, to an extent. Uh, Jim Jones, Charles Manson, guys like that, they did manipulate followers. But you also have to remember that there's a lot of people in the world. So when they have a handful of people willing to do something crazy, it makes sense because there's a lot of people in the world. There is not a whole lot of people in the world anymore in The Walking Dead. So for them to all throw in with some crazy guy who is promising them safety, if the other survivors are anything like Rick's group, they've seen that these crazy people that do they try to get people to follow their lead, they kind of go in some dark, twisted places, and it doesn't usually end well for them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think Rick and them, that they're the only people that have had this story where... They've met and survived a bunch of craziness, you know? Yeah. It, it, for some reason, you get the sense that that area in The Walking Dead has some communities that seen some shit, but then have some communities that are very sheltered. They're all yeah, very for, walled communities. My, and, 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 you know, and I should say, it's not that I don't like Negan as a character. Um, I think that they're not focusing on Negan enough in the story as a plot point. They are focusing on using his dialogue as jokes. Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing. And, and I know... like, like, like when we discussed it the last time with Bob, mm-hmm. Bob brought up some plot points that I missed. Yeah. Because Negan, they didn't do a good job emphasizing Negan's point of view. They emphasized the joke. Yeah. And like, like I did not understand the concept that the saviors were going to protect them from the zombies. That's why they wanted them to give up the guns. I just got it as Negan wants to be a jerk and make sure that nobody shoots him. Like, like that was that was my takeaway. My takeaway wasn't that the saviors were going to keep them safe from the zombies. My takeaway was Negan's just a jerk. When Bob brought up the point that they were going to need the saviors to keep them safe, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense boy, I wish the show had done a better job of explaining that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing. I feel like if Bob were here, he'd say, in the comics, yeah, in the comics, uh, Negan is this beloved character for his ruthlessness and just the, the way he's portrayed as a villain. And I don't think AMC's delivered on that quite yet. Like, they, they started off with uh, a bang um, with Negan's character, and then he sort of just exists as this background character to to sort of bubble up whenever he like you said needs to make a joke needs to do this and i love his one-liners oh, i'm in love with jeffrey d morgan hey I, uh, I, I hey i asked bob to send me a bunch of the audio clips this week, so he sent me a bunch and then i said hey you're forgetting the most important one 
a hatchet <laughs> and he did he re- reluctantly sent it to me and and uh, we had some similar comments about dwight and how the way he's being portrayed in the show as opposed to the comics where he's uh, the the writer was saying he feels more you feel more sympathetic towards dwight in the comics whereas in the show it's hard to see him being redeemed just the way because of the way he's been treating daryl rosita and yeah. just the survivors in general just acting like a huge dick um but yeah i i don't know like i'm not going to stop watching walking dead but i i'm still going to be critical of it you know even if we weren't doing the show i would still watch it because i'm interested to see where it's going but i uh i don't know i just i want i want to see it done better and i think there's still an opportunity to maybe amc is playing the long game and and by the time the mid-season finale will hit this will all work out but it seems like a waste to spend eight episodes setting up a beloved character when you started with such a a, a, a huge push. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Anyways, we, we said we weren't going to talk about Walking Dead, but we did. We did. Of course we did. You knew we would. Yeah. Well, what else we so, got? So, Ryan, why don't you fill us in? It looks like we have a What Would Ryan Do? Well... We don't have one, but we do have some feedback. Okay. Uh, and I, I did want to say for folks who want to send it in, send it in like uh, every other uh, piece of feedback we read via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Uh, we'll go over those links in a bit. But Jonathan wanted to say, oh, God, the What Would Ryan Do listener feedback was so funny. Just listening to Bob read the email out loud made it all so worthwhile. I'm glad Ryan ended up siding with the governor and both his eye patches. It was the logical answer. Uh, I feel like any other response would have would not have done that 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 uh, dissident justice. But uh, Lou, not to be left out, I wanted to read you and ask the busy zombie lord. Uh oh. So let me know if you're ready. This one's more of a fun one. Uh, not not necessarily like a stumper. Uh, but uh, hey, Lou, this comes from Tammy. I'm just wondering if you could review your favorite zombie board game for the show. I have enjoyed both Zpocalypse and Last Night on Earth. I heard you talk about them both in the early episodes and want to know what your thoughts are. The last one that I played was Dead Winter and I got the expansion in the mail. I have enjoyed that game very much, Tammy. The one game I will recommend that does have zombies in it but is not necessarily zombie-related directly is there is a game called... Haunted House on the Hill or Mansion on the Hill. Um, it's done by Avalon Hill, who uh, are a spinoff of Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get it. A betrayal, at Ma- a betrayal at House on the Hill. That's what it's called. Betrayal on House on the Hill. Yeah. And the idea of the game is, is that you, it, the game unfolds where each of you is an adventurer wandering around uh, a spooky mansion and you reveal the floor tiles and you lay out the floor plan and several of the scenarios involve zombies but they also have mummies aliens cthulhu monsters uh it, it, it's very neat uh, the idea is is that while you're exploring um at one point an event is triggered and once the event is triggered one of your heroes becomes a villain and its goal, your goal is to kill off the other characters. Cool. Sounds really um, neat. It's I, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's very simple. 
in with uh, the holidays upon us, I bet you can probably pick it up for thirty or forty bucks. Cool. So you, uh, when was the last time you played this? Pretty recently. Uh, I've had my copy for seven, eight, nine years. Nice. They're on like the second or third edition now. Uh, I wish I had a newer version because the older version I have, there's a lot of parts and they've simplified a lot of stuff. Cool. I, I wish I played more board games. I wish I had time. I wish I had people. Uh, yeah, my recommendation with this one, though, is uh, don't play it with anything less than four people. Okay. I will check it out. I can always use more board games. Uh, it's not like super geeky, is it? Because I always find that's the biggest hurdle for me, especially um, locally. It's not super geeky, but you've got to kind of have a mindset of liking cheesy horror movies kind of thing. Okay. Um, because it, when the game begins, is each one of you is a hero or a, a person. Like there is the sports guy, the geeky chick, the reporter, the old dude, uh, oh, the little kid. And... It, it, you have stats on each of each character and as you explore the mansion they get buffs like they get stronger like their their mental capacity might get better because they saw something scary and they managed to overcome their scariness you know what i mean all right and For then sure. and then later on when they encounter bad things their mental stat might drop because you know a monster jumped out of the closet and scared the crap out of them you know Mm-hmm. And then when one when the shit hits the fan and one of them is revealed to be the villain, it can be anything from that person is a werewolf and spends the rest of the game running from room to room chasing the survivors trying to kill them. And the survivor's goal is to like get to a specific room and perform a ceremony to reverse the werewolves kind of thing. Hmm. It's it, it, it's really clever and it sounds really complicated, but it literally is figurines uh two decks of cards uh a bunch of tiles that represent the mansion Mm -hmm. and uh some dice i mean it's really simple but there's a lot of parts yeah i i I think it sounds really cool i'd like to see uh it would be if there is one thing i would i would love to do is for us to be able to play like a board game we should find like a digital version of something to play online and I was going to come out because there was a couple that were supposed to have digital versions come out, and they didn't. So uh, That's too bad. Well, uh, hopefully that suffices, uh, Tammy, and uh, let us know if you want to write in your Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. Lou is always looking for more fun stuff to answer. This was a bit of a softball because it wasn't like a thinky question. It was more of a... Hey, like? I'll take them. You, yeah. They, they, they write them in. I'll answer them. Oh, yeah. I'll take softballs. That's not a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of you have to, like, give the, the busy zombie lord a, a break, right? It's, it's, it's a holiday week. Sometimes they come in and I go, uh-oh. I actually have to ponder this for about 30 seconds before I give an answer. I mean, you got you got turkey t- cooking in the morning. You got pilgrim pilgrim parades tomorrow. Is that not what happens? That, that happens. That's not something I'm going to watch, though. <laughs> This is the Macy's Day Parade. Do people still watch that? I don't know. I, you know what's funny? I think movies have sort of uh, have, have given me this weird impression that Thanksgiving is just the beginning of Christmas for you guys. Uh, uh, that's kind of what it is. But yeah. I, I, I pretend it isn't. But man, all these sales. Black Friday is like literally like a th- 
it's it's a super duper thing here now. So I uh, there are a forewarning for listeners. Uh, the Black Friday stuff on Steam is going on until the 29th of the of the month, and there is a ton of zombie stuff. Oh yeah, like Death Road for Canada, the uh, Death Road to Canada, the zombie game there. That was like 50 percent off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the March of the Dead is like 60 percent off. Ooh. There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, zo- uh, zombie Vikings is, um, I think, five bucks this week. I need to so, dig into that sale and see what's up because, uh, yeah, I, I I would love to play some more zombie games because it's been a while. Uh, uh, speaking of zombie games, in about two weeks we've got Dead Rising Four, so that's a that's a big deal. So I don't know, lots of stuff to look forward to. But Lou, let's wrap this up so you can get uh, get to bed so you can head off to your Thanksgiving. Sounds good. So if you have been listening to us and you've enjoyed listening to us, you can check out us at our website, Zombies Ate My Podcast. If you want to write into us and give us some what would Ryan do or ask the busy zombie lord or just give us feedback in general on what you think about The Walking Dead, you can email us at info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can also contact us on Twitter with Twitter. uh, Our Twitter handle is at Zombies Podcast. I still don't know how we managed to get that. Uh, and our Facebook group is facebook.com slash zombies ate my podcast. And you can contact myself on Twitter as at busy zombie Lord, Ryan at R Murphy and Bob at Bobbert F and a shout out to Joel Duggan who did our artwork for the show. You can find his work at joelduggan.com. And Ryan, why don't you tell people what they need to know about zombies ate my podcast. This has been zombies ate my podcast. And remember, to always bring a board game to the apocalypse.